How are we doing, guys? Good. 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 Was this morning always scheduled to be without pads, or did you just feel you reached the stage of camp where you wanted to? You know, it was going to be a lighter day uh, for us, and, and, and typically uh, when you get to this part of training camp, you have some discussions about which way you want to go based on the work we've had. So uh, we wanted to make it a lighter practice, and we just decided to go ahead and do it without without our helmets and just jerseys and a little bit of an up-tempo team on the grass where we worked a lot of different situations and then did the introduction to San Francisco. Charvarius Ward has been a guy that he's made some plays, especially in the one-on-one -on -one drill, so that kind of stands out to us. But like, how do you think his camp has gone so far? I think he's doing well. Uh, he's jumping in there. He's competing. He's a good athlete. Uh, it'll be fun to see a guy like that play in the game on, on Thursday night. But you said it. He has shown up in the one-on-ones, and he's done a pretty good job throughout camp. You look at where Heath has come and where he is now, just in, in terms of being more he says he's more vocal than he's ever been. Is that just, a, you think that's part of his nature or is it something that he's kind of feels he had a spot where he can start saying things now? Oh, I, I think his nature is just come to work and, and do things the right way and lead by example. And uh, that's what he's done right from the start. Uh, we've talked about him a lot in terms of where he came from as a college free agent and special teams and a role on defense and all of that. But he's just earned it through his work and through his production throughout his career. Uh, but when you play safety in our defense, in any defense, you have to be someone who can, who can communicate well. And uh, he's a very smart guy. He's very prepared. And I do think he's uh, getting more vocal as a leader. And I think that's helping our defense. Some tight ends there. You're trying to replace Jason. Just how that competition is looking for you so far. I think it's been good. You know, each of those guys has strengths. Uh, that, that you want to feature, and they're working on the things maybe that don't come quite so easily to them. Uh, none of them are overly experienced. Jeff Swaim is the most experienced guy that we have. He's at a really good camp, but uh, there's good competition. Uh, you know, um, what you're looking for is for those guys just to show up and take advantage of their opportunities. And uh, as blockers, as receivers, uh, like I said, they're all very capable physically. They just need to play. And uh, they've done a good job learning from their experiences, learning from their reps. And Thursday night will be fun to see those guys play. Jason, as a former NFL quarterback, what makes a good deep ball thrower? Oh, I think there's probably a lot of things that go into it. Uh, the first thing is uh, you have to be a good decision maker. Uh, you know, there are opportunities to throw deep balls. You have to recognize when those are. You have to see the defense quickly and understand how your pattern overlays on the defense and how you want to attack them down the field. I think that's where it starts. I think your feet have to be really good, being able to get back and get the ball up. And, and then obviously just your, your touch and accuracy as a passer. Um, I think there's a misnomer that uh, you know, good deep ball throwers have to be guys with the strongest arms, that they throw it the farthest down the field. You know, if you go back 100 years in football, nine routes, straight go routes are completed 42 yards down the field. I mean, that's typically where they're completed. Now, sometimes the play extends and they're farther down the field. Sometimes they're back shoulder, they're shorter down the field. But in general, that's, that's where you throw them uh, in this league. So um, it doesn't require this powerful, powerful arm where you have this unbelievable range with the deep ball. It's more about recognizing when there's opportunity, having good feet underneath you, delivering a ball that's catchable to the guy that you have. And, and typically, good deep ball throwers have good deep ball receivers, whether it's speed or stature, to be able to finish the play on the other end. Is Dak a good deep ball thrower? I think he is. 
I, I think, uh, you know, like with everything, he's a work in progress in all aspects of his game, but he's completed some deep balls for us throughout his career up to this point. He certainly has the physical capabilities to doing it, but that's one of the things that you just have to constantly work on. Um, the, the best deep ball throwers I've been around, you spend time on it. Sometimes it feels like it's an afterthought that we're going to throw a go route. You know, that's like the last route that we work on. Uh, but the best ones I've been around, they work on it a lot. There's real art to running those routes and real art to throwing them. What's the message you have to your team before the, the, the game on Thursday? What do you, is it mostly geared to the younger guys that this is, this no, is uh, absolutely not. It's geared to anybody who's going to play. Uh, anytime you go out on a practice field, whether it's a walk through a practice, a preseason game, a regular season game, or a playoff game, uh, you're representing who you are. You're representing what our team is. So you have to take that very seriously. I think our guys understand the opportunity that we have, and uh, they're going to prepare the right way. If you play eight plays or 88 plays, uh, we expect to see the best of you. Jason, with so many new coaches on your staff and this being the first game together, do you have to talk about mechanics and communication and who's up, who's down? Is that something I know you've probably already gone through, but is it something you're just going to have to work through through these games? Yeah, there's no question. When you're in preseason games, you're, you're, you're working hard as a coaching staff to coach the team better. And when you have new guys, uh, guys will be in certain roles, so you want to make sure the communication is right uh, between the coaches and among the coaches and, and certainly with the players. Uh, we, we try very hard in practice to create as many game situations as we can to, to work on those kinds of things. We like to rehearse as much as we can. And, uh, and this uh, game on Thursday night against San Francisco is another opportunity to rehearse to get ourselves ready for the regular season. Cooper Rush statistically had such an outstanding preseason last year. When he comes back this year, what are you looking for him to do better than what he did there? I mean, because the numbers don't necessarily match up with what you want to see. Yeah, I just want him to go play and play the right way. Um, you know, at the quarterback position, uh, I think it starts with the ability to move the team down the field. That's an important thing. Uh, it's not solely up to the quarterback to do that, but the best quarterbacks I've been around have an ability to make some first downs and give you opportunity to go score points and, and lead scoring drives. So that, that's where it starts with the quarterback to see if you can get guys to respond to you and you play well as a unit. Uh, and then you look at a, a guy like that play by play. You know, what is he supposed to do in this particular play? Uh, is he reading it the right way? Is he physically delivering the ball the way he wants to, where he wants to, on time, all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun opportunity for all of us to see these guys play because you come back in the next day, you're dying to watch the tape to see how they did, and you grade them, and you, and you, and you learn from it as coaches and as players, and hopefully you get better. I'm not asking for specific strategy, but in a situation like this, in a preseason game, you base your calls and your game plan for what you want to do around specific situations. Say maybe you want to see Cooper Rush make a certain throw in a game environment. Do you think about it in those terms? I think as much as anything else, you're just trying to get everyone's feet underneath them. You know, uh, We're not going to be complicated. We're not going to game plan for the 49ers in, in any phase of our, of our team. Uh, you know, We'll introduce the 49er schemes to our players today so they get a little bit of a preview, give them a fighting chance to play well. We're not going to spend a lot of time on them. We're going to spend more time on us. And uh, you know, it's not like we're going in and saying, we're going to throw it 50 times because we want to see the backup quarterback, see what he can do. We're just going to play football, run stuff that we know, run defenses we know, and just see how guys respond to the game situation. In previous seasons, you guys have had a veteran backup quarterback. How much does Dak's maturity 
kind of play in to allow you to maybe go with a younger uh, group at, at the quarterback position? Well, we certainly like Dak, but we like our other quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, we have had veteran quarterbacks here. We've had young quarterbacks here. And the makeup of our quarterback uh, depth chart last year was Dak was one, Cooper was two. You know, so that, that, that's been something we've done. We feel good about where Cooper Rush is. We feel good about where Mike White is. Uh, but again, this game and, and the subsequent games will be good opportunities for those guys to show where they are. We definitely feel good about Dak Prescott. Uh, we feel good about him as a player, as a guy, and we feel good about his maturity level. Thank you. All right. Good to see you guys.